welcome to Ethical Quandaries. Today we finished up our conversation that we were having with Joshua Veldstra on Man Things where we discuss Colin Kaepernick, the Gillette commercial, and how society treats men. If you haven't listened to the first part, I would suggest going back and listening to it now. Thank you for joining us. The protests, I feel like, for, for like that, a peaceful protest, you're trying to change the country that you love and respect and that you live in to make it better. And what I feel like that is showing yeah. patriotism. And yeah. pe- a lot of people have said also, there's a better way. And I feel like really honestly, the point of protest is to get attention mm-hmm. yeah. and to get people yeah. talking. A lot, a lot of attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I want to know is like, I mean, I'm sure there's different ways, mm-hmm. lots of different sure. ways. And some might have worked better. But to just say, no, don't do it. There's got to be a better Mm -hmm. way. I feel like sometimes those people that are like, it's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. It's just... Okay. They don't want to, they don't want to face mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And, and it kind of reminds me of like Martin Luther King Jr.'s statement is that they are always like, well, you need to wait. You need to do it differently. You need to just wait for change, wait for change, wait for change. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you need to bring about change. You need to protest now. You need to march now because if you always wait, nobody's going to do it for you. No change is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So question. Mm-hmm. So we talked about burning the flag. Mm. <laughs> So why is a flag an important symbol? So we do the, like, uh, you know, he knelt during the National Mm. Anthem, which is a song that represents our country. And then we also do the Pledge of Allegiance, which is pledging ourselves to our flag. Mm -hmm. We're pledging our allegiance Allegiance to to the flag. flag. Do you think, and we always have this idea of God and country... You're saying it in your head, aren't you? The whole Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> you can see it right when we go through. Because we started at the beginning. He had yeah. to finish. Um, so, you know, we've got this idea of God and country, like, together. Like, they're both very important. Mm-hmm. Do you think that possibly that's kind of lifting up the country or the flag as higher than it should be? Like, yeah. idolatrous? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no question about it. It's so weird to me. Like... It's funny because you see these old black and white photos of the Nazi kids mm, in mm-hmm. the classrooms or wherever doing the the Hitler salute. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the kids now or, you know, I don't even know if they do it in school anymore, but if they're standing there with their hand over their heart pledging allegiance to a thing. Mm-hmm. They do. It's the same thing, it feels like. Mm. Whether your hand is straight out or over your heart, it feels the same way and I never thought about it as a kid when I when we had to do it every morning Mm -hmm. but it just seems so weird that you're doing this thing to a flag like you're pledging your allegiance to it and I get like being a patriot to your country and serving it and not being a traitor (laughs) I get that Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't have to like pledge every day to this flag like that yeah like if you're a citizen like (laughs) That's your pledge to be supportive of your country, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems strange. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> hey, I, am, as an adult, have a hard time participating in the Pledge of Allegiance. I mm-hmm. will stand up with everyone, but I have a hard time putting my hand over my heart and pledging allegiance to the yeah. flag. Because I do feel like I am an American and I'm really proud of it. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I live here and I my opportunities are amazing because I was lucky enough to be born 
in this amazing country. And that Um, people fought for those freedoms. And we, you know, acknowledge that. Oh my goodness, yes. I have the freedom. Uh I don't live in a government Mm -hmm. that makes me do Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. And that's another thing I appreciate about it. But when we chastise someone so much so because they do something like don't stand up for the national anthem, they kneel and they lose their job. Mm -hmm. So did he lose his job because of that? I believe so. He, I mean, the last year that he played, he wasn't like amazing at his job. Like he wasn't an amazing quarterback. He wasn't an elite quarterback, but he was better and is better than some of the the players that. So there's teams that if they lose a quarterback, they get hurt. A team is gonna go look for another quarterback, right? There is worse, <laughs> way worse players that got chosen over him to play. And that showed me, like, okay, mm-hmm. so there's this guy named, and some of you listeners might know, but probably not if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, his name is Mark Sanchez, and he is infamous for the butt fumble, which is one <laughs> of the worst. This sounds so horrible. There's the whole <laughs> Sanchez, there's the butt fumble. <laughs> the butt fumble was one of the worst plays in football ever, and he's an awful quarterback. He's not good at all. Mm-hmm. He should have been done years ago. And he hasn't played football probably longer than Kaepernick hasn't. And he got hired as a starting position on a team over Kaepernick. And that showed me, like, okay, there's something going on where, like, they will not hire him. I think Kaepernick did do a lawsuit against the NFL team owners where they all got together and said no one's hiring him. So he's blackballed. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of what... It seems somewhat obvious. I also, like, I don't feel bad for him because he's still probably living in privilege a little bit because he's still making millions millions of dollars from everything. But I do think that he's right in standing up for those who don't have millions Mm -hmm. of dollars. Right. I think that's admirable. Yeah. It's kind of like what we said about earlier with the Gillette commercials, like you use your privilege. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what privilege you have, almost everybody has some privilege that they have. And you use that wherever you are to yeah. help those that are not as privileged as you. Right. Um, so, you know, him having money and fame, that's, you know, him. But then he stood up for the yeah. people that don't yeah. and who are marginalized. And I think it's ridiculous when people say, like, uh athletes should stay in their lane and mm-hmm. not get involved with political stuff. I'm like, they have the perfect platform to mm-hmm. speak and stand up for things like that, and they should. And Absolutely. and the other thing is is that then if they're going to stay in their lane, then you should stay in your lane and not have an opinion about this either. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what he did, you're you're just all citizens, so what? Yeah. Yeah. You all Absolutely. have the opportunity to to voice your yeah. opinion. Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous that someone who abused a woman gets a job over him. Mm-hmm. Although this player who did abuse women, I mean, I would say is a better football player and probably would make a team more money. It's still crazy that he would get a job over someone who just kneeled for National Anthem. And the National Anthem seems like a weird thing to do before every sports game possible. I don't, I don't really get it as much. <laughs> like, I get it like at, at the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is such a huge performance-based event 
where it's like, yeah, you're going to get the best singer to do the national anthem, and you're always, like, looking forward to who's going to sing it, and that's all cool, but for every game, like, even the high school games that we go to. It's like, not even just high school. It's yeah, every, it's everything. Yeah, it's every, everything. Like, even like T-ball, what, I think. Yeah, like, what exactly is the point of doing the national anthem? Just to remind everyone, like, make sure you're dedicated <laughs> before this baseball game that we're all dedicated to america like, yeah so real? what's the correlation between sports nothing and patriotism? i don't i'm not sure i get it and i think it's because there's a big group of people together and we're gonna do this and you and it's i i think the point is maybe to like inspire unity but it just seems i don't know it seems ah. silly. <laughs> i uh, and like i said like i get it at like the olympics because oh, you're dif- every there's so many countries there that like each one plays their national anthem and, so, and I think it's really fun to hear other people's national mm-hmm. anthems and it's so like cool and fun to see like when you know America wins something to hear the national anthem and the person's so proud representing their country that makes sense but like when you're all Americans in one place and we're like hey we're gonna renew our covenant to America <laughs> all together again I don't know I just seem it it seems like a bigger deal than it is well they do it at rodeos and everything yeah yeah I also understand respecting our military as well because mm-hmm. those people sacrifice their lives right. for us. But I also don't know if the national anthem is, is just representing our military. I mean, honestly, if it is, if like... It's just for the military. If it's just for the military, then I get it. I absolutely get it. But I don't I, know that that's but just I don't think for it the is. military, yeah. I don't think we've ever been taught that it's just for the no, military. No, never. Yeah. No. It's like for uh, us to mm-hmm. like remind us to be faithful to our country. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a huge intermix of patriotism and Christianity. Or mm, evangelical Christianity in the United mm-hmm. States. Because I was to say, there is like, for example, Mennonites... Amish and Jehovah Witnesses. So all of them do not believe in participation of Pledge of Allegiance. Some of them don't believe in voting, that kind of thing. Participation in any kind of government because they believe that their ultimate allegiance should be to Christ and they believe that basically all the government is worldly. So there is a, like a strong history of all the way back to Paul's day of questioning whether we should even as Christians be in the military or part of our, you know, the, the government. I mean, one of the people even asked Jesus, you know, should we even pay taxes? And he says, well, you know, give to Caesars what is Caesars. And that's Mm -hmm. basically what he said about it. But for evangelicalism, as you said, it's different. mm -hmm. It's so different that they have rallies, Mm -hmm. God and country rallies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because, well, maybe it's not, but it seems like it's, because people have this idea that America was founded on godly principles, which I'm not exactly sure it was. <laughs> which I think you guys have talked we about. T- we did, and our founding fathers. <laughs> yeah, 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 the founding fathers. Went, like, mm-hmm. like I think was, that's it, why people are, like, if was, you're a Christian, that means you're, like, a crazy patriot, mm-hmm. and you're most likely a Republican, and you love America so much that it's the greatest thing in the world. But really, our country was founded on protest against yeah, government. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, and it's really hard. I think it's hard for people to... Because I keep bringing up, the, like, the devil's advocate. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't... Uh, male privilege doesn't exist. And, right. uh, 
you know, cop brutality doesn't exist. And I think what it's, why it doesn't exist to some people is because it's very hard to admit that something you love so deeply and is so ingrained and so intertwined with your faith even mm-hmm. is faulty and lack, isn't the best thing ever. But, it, I mean, the government was created by humans. Yeah. Even the best government, which I think the United States is one of the best, mm-hmm. is created by humans, so it's going to be flawed. Which, and to be, is, acknowledge yeah. that. Which mm-hmm. is funny because... As Christians, we are always talking about how humans are flawed. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, nothing. Like, that, that's in the world. why we need Jesus because mm-hmm. we are flawed. So why can't we admit that admit our that country, our is, country flawed. is flawed? Like it's so hard for us to admit that because I think that we're so proud of our freedom, which I I right, yeah. am stoked on mm-hmm. our freedom. Like I no one can really tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they can because there's laws, but like. <laughs> But you have been participating in creating those laws by yeah, voting and yeah, all that. So, yeah, we can vote on those mm-hmm. things, even though maybe those things are a little flawed too, the mm-hmm. voting and all that stuff. But and, the thing is, is that we can acknowledge things that we love deeply have laws. Like, I can mm-hmm. acknowledge that, you know, you know, my spouse or my kids, who I love deeply, have and myself, mm-hmm. have flaws. Right. And just but, like, <laughs> I love football, mm-hmm. and I love basketball, but, and I love all the balls. <laughs> wait a don't, minute don't take it out today. wait a minute i love sports but i know i know when i watch a football game that i just like i just love watching it it's so much fun to me i know behind the scenes there's so much dirt going on mm-hmm. behind it because you cannot have billions of dollars out there without there being some dirt you know and it's and it's okay to still love watching football i love it and I love the players, and I love their stories, but it's okay to know that, like, this might not all be real, you know? <laughs> well, and it's the same with the Gillette commercial. It's mm-hmm. okay to still, like, love men completely, like, <laughs> right. and realize that there are some issues yeah. with, not even necessarily issues with men, mm-hmm. but it's issues with, issues the, way with the way that we men. expect men to be. Mm-hmm. Right. As a society. Yeah. Instead of just allowing men to be human beings. And I really do feel like men get the short end of the stick in a lot of ways in so many ways and um, women do too but yeah well, what do you mean it, what do you mean by the short end well i mean i just think that they They're are <sighs> taught to suppress their emotions taught, oh, yeah. uh-huh. taught that they are run by their sex drive taught that they need to be mm-hmm. aggressive and yeah. like most so men i know aren't like that and no, so then no. they are said you know this is what you need to be as a man and then they're not like that and so they're they're falling short no matter what they and then, are. but how and, are... and women are too mm-hmm. i don't know I, I guess i shouldn't say, <laughs> say men have the short end of the stick because mm-hmm. i think we're men both pulling to... short straws with yeah with <laughs> the way that that is set up yeah. because it's no man can live up and no woman can mm-hmm. live up yeah. to the ideals that we've and, created yeah and how do you think that men are being taught to be, I mean, I can see how they're being taught to suppress their emotions, like don't cry like a girl, mm-hmm. like don't be a crybaby, like things like that. But do you, how do you feel like they're being taught, other than by example, to be aggressive and violent and abusive? So I think that 
with just sports ball, mm-hmm. you're seeing with things like football, you're, you're taught that that is manly and mm-hmm. that's an aggressive way of being. Uh, lacrosse also, rugby also, mm-hmm. all these manly sports, the mm-hmm. ones that aren't like necessarily that they don't have a lot of women in them. Got the idea that, you know, a man, you know, fights for what he, you know, mm-hmm. believes in. Throughout the generations, you've got the, yeah, the idea of like stoic man who fights to protect his property mm-hmm. and his family mm-hmm. and that leads and that has the final word so i mean like that's kind of like an ideal so all of those things and it's not necessarily like now that we see that but like everybody who has been is older than about 40 40 mm-hmm. or 50 has been taught that throughout their life mm-hmm. and you know it's just recently that we've had any kind of change but what I mean, yeah. But what if men weren't taught that? Like, what if we weren't taught to, I guess, protect our family and our land and our our country? Would we be just run over? Like, if let's say, I don't know, like old movies come to mind where you're like, there's this guy on the farm with a shotgun and mm-hmm. people are coming after him and he's gonna defend and (laughs) shoot him dead like those are the like those are the movies and like you know like all movies that like have lots of violence Mm -hmm. and these men are going like 300 you're like i want to be that guy like as a Mm -hmm. man like i want to be that guy Mm -hmm. like i want to kill all these people because they're gonna try to kill my family and take over and that's i mean Mm -hmm. i guess that's where that kind of aggression comes Mm -hmm. from because like it's it's more like as me as a man like I feel like I want to stop any sort of injustice, mm-hmm. and so and that come and that means violence. But do you to think, do you think Gandhi that... was a, a pussy? He changed the entire like nation by being a pacifist, as mm-hmm. is did Martin Luther King Jr. So you can change and protect right. without being aggressive, and like aggression, I think only leads to war and violence, mm-hmm. which is a negative thing. But I also or... don't think aggression is predominantly a male trait. No. I think we've made it predominantly male trait. Yeah. Because I think that that woman would be out there defending mm-hmm. her family yeah. just mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And also wanting to, if they had put, like, say it's a woman with a shotgun and she's defending her family mm-hmm. and it's, like, out on the prairies and yeah. she's got little kids. And mm-hmm. as a little girl, you're watching that and you want to be, be that, that too. too. Yeah. You want to yeah. be the hero. You want to mm-hmm. be that mm-hmm. person that protects and defends. But you just didn't see that as much. No, you don't, no. See, you just don't see that. Now example. we do. I mean, like no, you, yeah. you've got yeah. quite yeah. a few restaurants that have that, and so yeah. But but to be a protector doesn't need, mean to be a man. To be a protector, mm-hmm. you can be either. And yeah. I don't think yeah. to be a protector, you have to be necessarily a violent mm-hmm. person. The thing is, is I don't necessarily have a problem with violence in in protection type issues. Somebody's coming at you. Um, but but I think what men are taught is to almost like start violence Hmm. that's your first your Mm -hmm. go-to that a lot of men are encouraged to and i think Mm -hmm. that that comes from suppressing feelings and not Mm -hmm. dealing with feelings so you start you can't be sad so you just start angry Mm -hmm. all the time you know like the only but if someone can't be sad or they can't express frustration then it just is angry you have anger and happy that's Mm -hmm. it that's That's all you have those are your two emotions so if you get complex emotions you start just being angry. Yeah. Just starting being angry. And then, you know, the entitlement comes where you feel entitled to something. Because you're acting a certain way, you feel entitled to it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
So I feel like I get more angry than sad in certain situations when when I'm hurt. Mm. When someone does something that hurts me and it's, it happens so quick that there's like no time to think about it. And I get like this is just like welling up inside of like anger and it makes me want to punch something. And a lot of times I do punch something. I punch a wall or a door or the floor. I mean, even in, we'll go back to sports ball. Like when <laughs> I played basketball in high school, like even if it wasn't somebody, if it was just me that would make a mistake, like I'd miss a layup and I'd fall on the ground. Like I would punch the, <laughs> the concrete floor <laughs> with my fist because I had to get it out somehow. And there was no other way for me to get out. And I remember there was times where I was playing basketball and I'd be, you know, maybe I was playing poorly and I would get so angry that I would actually start to cry and I would sit on the bench and like weep and it was the most embarrassing thing ever. And it never felt like this is what a man is supposed to do is get angry and punch a wall. (laughs) It's just, that's what happened inside of me. Like all of a sudden, like I had all this aggression because my feelings were hurt or like someone said something that was mean and I, there's this, a welling up inside of me and and like physically hurting something or hurting my even myself like to feel that like pain like would ease it mm. i didn't feel like that was like something that was like taught or i really saw other men do that so i don't know where that comes from is is it i think bio- you saw other men do that so- well, and i think also it's <laughs> It's going to well up and it's going to come mm-hmm. out and that's going to be your, your go-to. I knew. If you can't say, yeah. like, and I knew. there's no, you haven't cultivated any of those other feelings on how to successfully get those other uh, feelings out. Yeah. 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 And I, and like, even the, the couple grades above you, I saw the same behavior yeah. from the same boys. And so. Yeah. And that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I remember watching basketball Mm -hmm. as a junior higher, watching the high school boys Mm -hmm. play. And I remember seeing them get frustrated. And punching the floor. And punching the floor Mm -hmm. and even crying on Mm -hmm. the bench. But it's like, is that, like, is crying a learned behavior? Like, is anger a learned behavior? Or is it? No, I think it's. Like, I I don't, like, see these guys getting angry. I'm like. That's what I'm gonna no. do because they're doing it. And I think the anger when well, when you're doing athletics, you're already have adrenaline. There's a and lot so, of adrenaline. Yes. And so you've already got the angry like situation going on, and you're just your hormones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's part of it because I think as when we were doing girls basketball, you you actually saw a lot of the yeah, same behaviors yeah, yeah. with girls. Yeah. So I think that that's you know that's one thing. But I think it, when it becomes super harmful is when that's the only. It, Mm-hmm. expression that you can have is like you can't express any other emotion except yeah. you're angry and happy when you can't say i'm sad i'm bummed i'm depressed and you know joy and the variety of emotions if you can't express all of those in the appropriate times then that's when then, it becomes a problem yeah mm-hmm. and when anxiety you know becomes anger fear becomes anger sadness becomes anger you know that's that's when it becomes a problem right to be honest that's kind of like where i'm at a lot of times like if for example if like britney says something that she like for some reason strikes a chord in me like i automatically tense up and get like get angry and like want to bang my head against the wall even if what she said was not hurtful at all like it just like this weird like welling up inside of me that makes no sense you know 
instead of being able to say, instead you know, that hurt, like, I'm hurt. Yeah. Or, like that but, hurt me yeah. because of maybe this and this. Yeah. And you it's know? like, it's so hard to be able to get to that place where you can actually just say it because the anger comes so quick mm-hmm. and you just want to like, ah, I need to get it out somehow. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's I think frustrating. It's, I think human beings, that is yeah. an easier... I think mm-hmm. the reason anger is there is because it's an easier feeling for us to have. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. comes up a lot yeah. a lot quicker. And it, it, it's a lot easier, meaning easy. You don't have to enter, You don't have to look inside yourself to figure out what you're actually feeling. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, like oh, out, it's, just it's outward. It's out. Right. You mm-hmm. get it out and then you feel better, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then you feel silly for banging your head against the wall. <laughs> and you have a, a scar on your forehead. <laughs> so, how we judge the heck out of that? <laughs> uh, I judge the heck out of me, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That so, was good. What's our ethical product for the week? Joshua. <laughs> our ethical product this week is Bella and Canvas. And Bell and Canvas are the clothing company who I have my logo on, Joshua Belstra Photography. And we got t-shirts and tank tops and sweatshirts from them. And they are part of RAP, which is W-R-A-P, which is Worldwide Responsible Accredited Production. And it's a globally recognized independent third party certifying bodies whose mission is to promote ethical, humane, and lawful conditions and practices in all manufacturing facilities. They also create thousands of jobs and they're the largest dyer and cutter of apparel in the U.S. Boom. And I got my t-shirts and tank tops with Joshua Velcher Photography on them locally made in Homer, Alaska by Skiff chicks which is in homer and she is amazing (laughs) so you used a local provider a usa-based company and and one that also is eco-friendly very eco-friendly so that's awesome swing So, thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. answers. And And we're we're judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Consultation by Midtoker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstrom. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.